Super Talk Mississippi media production. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Hey, we want to thank Slade White uh, from 4th Street Bar and Grill for joining us in the opening segment of the show. Also want to thank our good buddies at Dickie's Barbecue Pit, proud supporters of the Eagle Hour. They're, they're open. You can't go in and eat, of course, but you can drive through their drive through window. They have a delivery set up as well, and uh, they'll cater an event for you if you have one in the near future. But we just want to remind everybody, everybody that listens to this show, whether it's over in the Brookhaven area, whether it's here, wherever you're listening be sure to try and support your local restaurateurs. You can get takeout perfectly safe. You can have food delivered perfectly safe. In fact, Luke, I read this weekend from a CDC article about bringing food into your house. Say it's perfectly safe. When you get the food, just take it out of the container that is brought in. Put it on a plate. Throw the container away. Wash your hands. Warm the food up in a microwave or in your oven, but particularly an oven. They said it's better, and it's 100% safety. Stuffed oven or open face roast beef po' boy today from Slade. Go. Catfish on Friday for you. Sounds like a plan. There you go. All right, next on uh, the Eagle Hour, so thankful to have Missy Builder back, uh, who has just finishing her uh, run, a great run at Jones College. She is the uh, brand-new coach for ladies basketball for Northwestern State. Bob, if I told you in five years somebody went 127-20, and 63-7 in division play, 21 D1 uh, players, four NJCAA Region 23 championships, four NJCAA tournament appearances, and three Mac Jack championships. That's pretty good. I'd say why aren't they at Southern Miss, Coach? <laughs> That's what I'd say. <laughs> Coach Bilderback, how are you today? I'm great. How are you? Thank you guys for having me on. So glad that uh, for, for you to visit with us today. I, I, we just read through your coaching resume at Jones. As you look back on the past five years, Pretty amazing run you guys had. Yeah, it's been incredible. It's, it's just been such a great place up here at Jones, and um, we've had such great support. And But more than anything, we've just had the most amazing kids, and we, we've just had a lot of fun and um, some kids that really bought into being great teammates and that wanted to win and kind of played with a little chip on their shoulder. You know, here college kids, they, a lot of these kids got overlooked and, you know, just came in and worked worked super hard and we just had a lot of success and I'm just real thankful um just real thankful that I had a chance to be here and just form relationships with these kids and these people up here in Ellisville it's just been an amazing run and it's very bittersweet for me it's sad to see it uh you know to, to make a change but at the same time a lot of excitement for the future the the wins and losses and the championships uh, jump out, but one I, it was funny. I was reading this list through to someone the other day, and they didn't they didn't uh, give these the same response. The, the the most excited response they gave is when I said twenty one D one players that you sent right. twenty. Th- that is an extraordinary accomplishment that I think doesn't get the credit that it needs when people look at the the success of a coach. Absolutely. Well, the biggest thing, and that's that's what I think we were really able to build here where, you know, I think kids felt confident that if they came into Jones and they really committed themselves and worked hard and developed their game and that we would be able to um, help them, you know, get to that next spot. And so that was something I think a lot in recruiting that was that was real big for us. But um, But absolutely, I mean, we got to coach the most talented kids and you know, to have an opportunity to coach that, that many kids that were that talented over that uh, short of time span 
I mean, it was it was a lot of fun. I felt real blessed for sure. Now, all of this uh, is, of course, the the fact. Um, that you graduated from the University of Southern Mississippi. Is that correct? <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> Everything I learned, absolutely. So, so I, I love Southern Miss. It, it, it was a great time in my life. And, um, you know, actually my husband and I both uh, graduated from there. And Hattiesburg is such a wonderful place and a great town. But, but absolutely, I'm a proud uh, Golden Eagle alum for sure. All right, Missy, talk to us a little bit about how the things that are occurring in our society right now, the virus and all. How has that affected your program? And junior college sports in general are, are shut down. Uh, how are those kids reacting to that news? It, it has really been tough. I'm going to be honest. Like, our kids that here at Jones um, are just now able to come um, this weekend and, and today and tomorrow and kind of get the rest of their things out of the dorm. And several of my girls, you know, we're just getting their stuff out of their lockers and locker room, and, you know, all those kids are moving on. And, you know, it was tough. I mean, we shed a lot of tears. I mean, we just don't have a lot of closure on how the season ended. We were, you know, scheduled to go out to Lubbock and participate in the national tournament. We had a, a great seed. We had a buy in the national tournament. and felt like we had a real opportunity to go out there and maybe get in the Final Four or maybe get hot and, and win that thing, you know. So we... We know it's for our team, you know, that was a goal of ours all year. And so to have that cut short, you know, it's been really tough just to, to not have that closure and just, you know, and really like when all this happened, we just kind of had to send our kids home with a lot of uncertainty and, and just having to tell them that over the phone and, and not being able to kind of end right has definitely been, been a challenge for sure. Just, right. you just heartbroken for your kids and, you know, they know they played their last game and, you know, that that's tough for sure. And here you are taking a new job. So I wonder, how does all of this uh, that we're dealing with now affect your ability to go and hit the ground running in your new position? Yeah, well, actually, and actually, you know, this all happened pretty quick. I mean, when, when I accepted the job, I knew that the coronavirus, I mean, I knew what was going on, but I did not, obviously, um, the, it's really obviously progressed over the last few weeks as far as the concerns and the seriousness of it and um but i think that we're just going to have to be creative and use the technology that that we have um we're we're gonna i'm actually heading that way tonight and i'm going to do some facetime visits tomorrow and you know we're going to do some uh use zoom and do some group meetings and those things and so i've really been focusing you know the last few days on reaching out to our current team there and the kids that are at Northwestern State, I, obviously I wish I could be starting spring workouts and being able to be in front of those kids to form relationships and those things. That would be the most ideal. But I think we're just going to have to be creative and, you know, find other ways. I, I don't have a ton of scholarships this year. You know, it's a year that, you know, so, so you know, I think we'll have 12 um, returners, you know, so it's a year where, you know, recruiting probably won't hurt me quite as bad right now than maybe if I had five or six, you know, to bring in. But but at the same time, you know, I, I think it's going to be fine. We're just going to have to work hard, be creative, and find, you know, alternate solutions there as far as we just got to get it done. You know, it is what it is, you know, so we just got to find a way to make it work. Got to be a little frustrating because I'm sure you want to jump heads in, you know, on your new job and, and really hit the ground running hard. A little frustrating that you really can't do that. 
Well, I think, you know, like I say, we just got to find the things that we can do. And, and right now, just trying to really connect with our current roster and spend some time with them. Um, you know, try to get as organized. You know, I've got to finish getting my staff in order here and, you know, um, just get organized ahead of, you know, just, just little things that we've got to be able to get done. Try to get over in the community as much as we're allowed to um, with the different restrictions and people getting out. I'm, I am going to go over today and try to get in front of some people a few days this week. But, but you know, it's just I know it's real unfortunate. Obviously, I'd love to be starting workouts here coming up, and I would love to be over there and just being able to immerse myself in the job. But um, we're just, like I said, it's just unfortunate. It's just really unprecedented. You don't There's not a blueprint on what to do, you know. Right. So it's, it's different. So, uh, Coach, is it Natchitoches or Nacogdoches? It's Nacogdoches. Nacogdoches is on the Texas side, I believe. I always get those two confused. That's correct. So it's Nacogdoches. They uh, they've got a your your Lady Demons and and that entire program has a has a long history of athletic success for sure. They do, and that's one of the things that was so attractive to me is that I know they have one there. You know, I have good friends that were there probably three or four years ago. The stores actually Brooke was an assistant at Southern Miss for a while and. She took over that uh, Northwestern State program, and, um, you know, I think they won two back-to-back Southland Conference championships, and she's currently the head coach now at, you know, Louisiana Tech. And so, you know, I've known – and then even back, you know, in the 80s, early 90s, they had um, great teams, and the, the community is so uh, wonderful about just supporting their athletic teams, and they love the university, Natchitoches. You know, I think without the university, wouldn't it be able to thrive like it does? And then the university without the town of Natchitoches, you know, wouldn't be able to. So so they just really support each other really well. They're, you know, and, and that's one thing we thought when we went over as a family, like it would be a really cool place to, to raise my son and just have an opportunity to do something different. And I just felt really good about the community and the, the people I'd be working for. All right, Missy. Well, congratulations to you, and uh, we wish you the best as that Southern Miss coaching tree continues to grow. Uh, nothing but the best for you and your family. Hey, thank you so much. Thanks for having me on. All right, Missy Builderback, everybody, formerly the Jones head coach, and now moving on, Luke. To Northwestern State, and again, like you just said, man, Southern Miss going every which way. And, right. And, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know what it looks like for her entire family, but, man, Chip did an awesome job at Columbia High School, too, with the football right. program. No so, question. Uh, wish the Builderbacks all the best success as they head on. All right, when we come back, we'll talk a little NFL. There's a lot of news still going on in that sport. Give us a little something to chat about, so stay with us. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Third segment of the Eagle Hour brought to us every day by 4th Street Bar and Grill. We talked to Slade White in the first segment and a swing by there 
Uh, they will give you the lunch of the day for eight ninety-five. Four Street Bar and Grill, proud sponsor. The fourth segment or third segment of the Eagle Hour. Let's talk a little sports, and uh, we go on the phone to Kelly Sander, located just outside the city limits of Jackson Hole, Wyoming, looking at the National Elk Refuge. How big are those elk, Kelly? Well, I haven't seen any. You know, it's kind of like deer hunting. People will go, you know, just just wait. You know, they'll be like, we've been waiting here six hours, dude. I haven't seen. But you can see the Grand Tetons, is that correct? Yeah, the mountains are, are pretty and all that, but I don't see any elk yet. They're, they're quarantined, Santa. Come on. They're, well, well I, I went, uh, you know, was going to go to the restroom, and people go, no, you can't do that. The elk will smell you. I saw there's there's none of them here. So I don't, I don't they're not exactly breaking the door down to come see us. All right. It's been a lifelong problem with his, you know, going to the bathroom and animals smelling that. So I don't know. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, it is a problem. We, uh, we spent some time with Missy Builder back last uh, segment, Kelly. She's headed to Northwestern State. I know uh, you saw the, the product she put on uh, year after year for the last five years at Jones. Southern Miss girl moving on uh, to a, a, a good job. And, uh, man, I, I know that uh, there's going to be a lot of people in Ellisville and even in Columbia that miss what that Builderback duo does uh, on the field and on the court. Yeah, and, you know, her, her husband, Chip Builderback, was the head football coach at Columbia. And, um, and he'll, be, he'll be headed over there you know, as well. Um, you know, Missy, I mean, she started coaching back when she was a student at Southern Miss, you know. She actually started at, at PCS in Hattiesburg as the girls coach there and, uh, and coached several girls to the Division One level. And it doesn't hurt, of course, that her dad is legendary football coach Perry Wheat. And her mom, Lynn Wheat, was a, a teacher for a long time in Lamar County. So you get the best of both worlds from her. She's got a, a coach and a teacher, you know, so she kind of knows the, the mentality of athletes, but also knows how to coach slash teach to where students can understand it. So it's a perfect combination, and she has been a winner everywhere she has gone. Um, so it, it didn't surprise me at all that Northwestern State uh, jumped at the opportunity, you know, to hire her. And of course, you know, I was talking to her about how soon she's going to get started over there. And she goes, "Man, I," she said, "It's kind of a unique situation in that it's my first Division One coaching job, but I'm, I, I'm not really going into it like anybody else would because I have to recruit, you know, over the phone and Skype and all these other things because of this uh, pandemic that we got going on." So. Um, I figure if she can get through this, she can get through just about anything. But a great opportunity, and and I know that uh, Northwestern State has offered her her number one assistant at Jones a spot on that staff. Um, my sources tell me that she'll probably go with Missy, but uh, Jones is certainly going to make a, a pitch to keep her um, to be the head coach at Jones. So we'll see, but but just a, a great hire for Northwestern State and great for the Builder, builder back family, and she's still really young. You know, she's got a great career ahead of her, except for her very first game out of the out of the gate is against Baylor, I think, uh, who will probably be in the top five of women's teams next year uh, when we get back to the business of playing basketball. But yeah, Missy's Missy's a great coach, so good for her. So uh, NFL news, um, Kyle Allen to the Redskins of Bob Getty. Uh, he, he filled in a lot for uh, injured Cam Newton last year. You know, Allen's a kid that had us a lot of promise. Um, there wasn't too much going for that, that Panthers team last year. What do you think about the move to the Redskins? You talking to me or Bob? 
you. No, no we want to hear. We want to hear from you, being a Bengals fan and all. When the when the well, upper and, when and the I'll upper think, level teams make moves, we want to hear. What yeah, you think. And, and I'll get to your question in a moment, Luke. But I, I, as much as we make fun of the Bengals, the Bengals are being saluted today by the U.S. government for the way that they have handled this social distancing things because the, the Bengals secondary, in particular hasn't been within six feet of any receiver they've covered the past three years. And <laughs> yeah, the defensive guys don't touch a lot of people, do they, Kelly? <laughs> they don't get within that six-feet radius. So the Bengals are being – their defense is being heralded. And and the Houston Astros also – not one single Houston Astro has reported any symptoms, but they said they saw the signs of this coming months ago, you know. Um, before anybody else. You're terrible. Yeah. You're ter- yeah. Kyle Allen to the Redskins, go. <laughs> Is my microphone on? Yes. yes. But not much longer if you don't answer the question. <laughs> okay. Um, anything for the, all due respect. Be nice. Would, would be an upgrade for, for the Redskins. Uh, and and Bob knows this, that the, the Redskins are trying to beef up the offensive and defensive line. Right. And people can talk about, you know, franchise quarterbacks and stud running backs and great receivers, but you guys are – you know, and, and the game offensively, you know, with the West Coast offense and the spread and all these sorts of things, there's new gadgets that come along every once in a while. But when you cut to the chase of these things at any level, it's always going to come down to the line of scrimmage. Right. You know, and, and you've got to have good offensive linemen and defensive linemen or it doesn't work. So I applaud the Redskins, and he's a pretty decent player. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and um, I tell you what else I've learned too, Kelly. Watching watching them the last couple of three seasons is you're not only gonna have you got to have good defensive and offensive linemen. You got to backups. You got to have a good second string, third string offense and defensive line because if you get down into that level, I think this is any NFL team. Uh, you get down to that level where you're four or five guys into your offensive line due to injuries. If they're not pretty solid guys, you're pretty much done for the year, right? And the, the whole injury thing we talk about every year, which, which I think one of the most remarkable records in the NFL, which rarely gets talked about, it has been mentioned but not talked about at length, is Brett Favre's streak of number of games started. I mean, it is amazing with the, as rugged and as rough as that game is that he was able to endure that many games without, you know, without a significant injury to keep him on the sideline. That's, that is just amazing. Another uh, big free agent move came out Friday. The Saints pick up Emmanuel Sanders. And if you go back to that 48-46 loss that, uh, that the Saints had to the 49ers, Sanders went for 157 yards that game. Uh, that was a key piece um, for Drew Brees and company. Sanders uh, played forever you know, at Pittsburgh. Um, came back uh, after an Achilles tear, had around 800 yards last year. What did you think about the Saints move? I don't. I, I just don't know how much money the Saints have got under the cap. I mean, good gracious, they just you know signed Drew Brees for a ton of money, which nobody would argue that that was that they should have done that. But when you look at other teams, it's, it was a great move, a great move for the for the Saints. Like like Bob was saying, even though you're good in that that area, you know, bolster your forces. But when you got teams that have been active like the Saints and you know like the Bengals have signed some people here the last couple of weeks and. Uh, the Raiders have put some new guys on staff. What about the Steelers? I, I, my question with the Steelers is that they don't—they don't have—they have very few first or second round draft picks, if any. They might not even draft until the third round. They haven't hardly signed anybody in free agency. I mean, what's going on with some of these teams that have done nothing? And really, the Patriots haven't done anything of note. 
Are they going to go into the season with Stidham as their starting quarterback? You know what I mean? That I don't look. I don't question anything the Patriots do. They've they've been proven successful year in and year out. But I know there'll be you a what. lot of people scratching their heads on that one. You know the the. You got Cam, who's available. Jameis Winston, who's available, and and really the two big teams without starting quarterbacks are the Denver Broncos and the New England Patriots. I think Belichick could contain either one of those guys. I just don't know how much either one of those guys would submit to a Belichick, you know, telling them what to do. And is and and my question with Winston, and this is going to kind of sound harsh, but is he really any, is he really any good? I mean, yeah, he throws a lot of touchdowns, but man, he throws a ton of picks. Thirty. He he had a thirty thirty season last year, which I don't think has ever happened in NFL history. Thirty thirty is awesome in baseball, but not in football. With thirty three touchdowns and thirty interceptions, and obviously he's a lot better. He's a lot better than what I could do. But I'm just saying, by NFL standards, is that the type of guy that you'd even want there? You know, I, I don't know. I don't know. And Cam Newton. The question on Cam Newton. And as I've been traveling across the country here, as you know from then. Kennebunkport, Maine, and all these other places, is I'm, I'm not sure that people think that Cam Newton is really healthy. Right, right. You know, I, I, don't, I just don't think they've ever thought that that shoulder has, has really healed up the way, and I think some teams are kind of afraid to take a risk on that until they, until they know for sure, or how badly he really wants to play. Mm-hmm. Well, I saw an article this weekend indicated he might be a good choice for the Patriots. You, can you see him playing for uh, New England? No. Uh, yeah. No. Who are they going to get though? They 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 did bring back. I believe I just saw they brought back Brian Hoyer, so he's yeah, back. They, but he, yeah, he's they, not. He's not the answer. No. He, well, I mean, you wouldn't think so. But all these things that we've said before aren't going to work for the Patriots. Have worked. So <laughs> right. They they don't do anything but win, do they, Kelly? No. Like I said, Palpatine's up there and he's got his little you know stuff going on. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> It always seems to work out. So, um, um, in my heart, I'm not going to cry too much for New England one way or the other. But um, I just some of these other teams that have just sat pat with them, the Steelers in particular have just been a real question to me in the off season as to what they're doing. Uh, Kelly, which is we're nothing. We're in a break right now. Run to the bathroom before the elk return, and uh, we're going to rejoin you here on the other side of the break. You good with that? I'll be right here. Kelly Santer out somewhere today. We're not exactly sure. Jackson Hole, Jackson Wyoming. Hole, Wyoming. And uh, we'll continue our conversation uh, with Mr. Santer in Jackson Hole after this. Southern Miss to the top. Toyota Hattiesburg brings us the Eagle Hour for the fourth segment every single day, located online, toyotahattiesburg.com. Check out all of their inventory, new, pre-owned, and certified, toyotahattiesburg.com. Kelly Sander joining us from Jackson Hole, Wyoming. Did you see any elk now? Have they appeared during the commercial break? No, I I think it's probably going to be – I think it's kind of like the fish. You know, first thing in the morning and maybe at at dusk. (laughs) Um, but 
what else have I got to do? So I'll That's be right. here, and I'll be hanging out. All right, one of the reasons why Kyle Allen um, has, has been traded or sent to Washington is because this is very interesting. P.J. Walker, who played for Houston in the XFL, took the, the Houston Roughnecks for, to a 5-0 and start, is now he is going to to Carolina. The connection there, Matt Rule, the new coach for uh, for Carolina, coached P.J. Walker for four years at Temple. So the reason for the Allen move is because they're actually bringing someone else. Now, this is interesting, Kelly. If Matt Rule's not the coach of Carolina, do you think an XFL player comes to the NFL? No. No, that was that's an easy one for me. Um, but, but the first domino has to fall, you know. So he's, he's the first one to go. Um and we're not going to see what the after effects are going to be with that because the XFL has shut down its season too. Um, I, I was glad to see that that Mike Thomas, you know, former Southern Miss, uh, you know, wide receiver who was with the Rams, uh, we got him with the Bengals. Um, so that to bolster that receiving core. Um, so I, I don't know. I'm sure you guys probably mentioned that, but but Mike Thomas, you know, and, of course, it's real confusing because New Orleans was thinking of signing him. Then you'd add Michael Thomas and you'd add Mike Thomas. both <laughs> On the same team, that would have been pretty confusing. But, yeah, former Southern Miss receiver Mike Thomas has uh, signed a one-year deal with the Bengals. So we're glad to get him. And more people for Joe Burrow to throw to. I, I mean, it, they obviously must have, must have talked to him and said, look, you know, we don't want any trouble if we take you. We don't want it to be a wasted pick. We don't want you to pull a – Peyton Manning on us, you know. So what do we have to do? And look, the Bengals have spent some money too, man. We went out and signed D, uh, DJ Reader, you know, from the Texans to bolster the defensive line. Um, so, and they've they've got their number one pick in the draft from uh, Alabama offensive lineman. You know, be back this year. Um, they traded for another offensive tackle, so. Hmm. They're they're making all the right moves and they're spending some money, so we'll see. What do you what feel like? Because again, you know, we're talking NFL because we just we we want to jump in and and, and escape from from this stuff just for a few minutes. But right. you feel like this is a heavier offensive, defensive class, lineman class, specialty class. There's a lot of quarterbacks I know that will be available also. And I think that and I think that uh, that hurts your guys like uh, Cam Newton and and. Um, Who's the other one? Jameis Winston. Yeah, Jameis Winston. Um, that always and and lots of times they'll wind up teams will wind up overpaying for certain positions because of lack of depth, you know, in a particular draft. Now they're going to go ahead with the draft. You guys know that. In fact, it's one month from today. Right. Um, one month from today, the NFL draft is going to take place, and it'll be a little bit different. But they are going to have it. So I'm glad that. Uh, and and they should. You know, they don't have to have all the fan stuff, but. And at least give us, you know, something to watch. I mean, you know, only so many episodes of, this, of Stranger Things can you, you know, um, you can tune into. So, um, but it'll, but the, the lack of depth in certain positions will cause teams to overpay. Yeah. Well, let me let me tell you something about that, Kelly. This is where this is where one of my skills has come into play in the last week. B movies. Just remember that I told you that there are countless bad B movies that you can stream or watch on TV. And uh, if you need any advice, feel free to text me. I'm a, I'm pretty much an expert when it comes to bad B-movies, Kelly. I, I, know you, I know you specialize in a lot of types of movies, Bob. I, I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Actually, radio and I watch uh, B-movies together. Would that surprise you if you, I told you that? 
No, I, I did. I heard though that uh, that the gov- federal government actually has video of your dog radio actually moving at one point last week. He did move over the weekend. He got up <laughs> off the couch and went outside for a few minutes. We were just in stunned amazement. We watched him, but you'll be happy to know that when I left, he was laying flat of his back with his tongue hanging out of the side of his mouth on the couch. Well, I'm doing his part for, of social distancing. I'm he's, sure he's quarantining himself. Self-isolation. <laughs> He's been doing that a lot longer than anybody else right. has. All right, Sander, 45 seconds. On a serious note, any thoughts you might want to share with our listeners about what we're all dealing with? Uh, I think it's, I mean, this is, this is supposed to be a pretty rough week ahead of us as far as the country goes, but I'm still remaining very optimistic that this is going to be over sooner rather than later. If everybody will pay attention and, and do their diligence, suck it up, buttercup, and we'll get through it. We'll, we'll be fine. Right. Well, that's good words there from you, Kelly. Enjoy your travels. We'll, we'll tr- we don't ever know where you're going, but I know you're about to load up on the bus and head to another location as you're bringing inspiration and hope to America. And, and we want to, on behalf of the whole country, want to thank you for that. I do my part, Bob. I do what I can. All right, Kelly. Uh, watch the moose, and uh, we'll elk, talk to you. Elk. 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 I'm elk. sorry. The elk and elk moose. I don't know what, what, the, what the difference is. Maybe we can get into that tomorrow. But Kelly Center will be back with us. <laughs> From somewhere, we hope. It won't be Seattle, I'll tell you that. (laughs) Kelly Center, everybody. Until tomorrow at 1 o'clock, Southern Miss. To the top. To the top. Talk Mississippi Media Production.